0: Policies of Exclusion, Poverty and Health, Stories from the Front. Compiled, Introduction and Reports by Crystal Ocean. Copyright 2005, Wise Group. Episode 20, The Stories, Tatum, Method, Interview. I never had a mom and dad. I grew up with my grandparents, the youngest of many children, and seeing a lot of bad stuff. Violence, alcohol abuse, sexual abuse. I experienced it, I lived it, all my childhood. I was sexually molested by an uncle in my own home. Going to school was horrible. There was abuse going down on the bus and in the school all the time. So I was always sick when I was a little kid. Something about not eating. People would start this abuse, and I would crawl under the seats and go sit behind the bus driver, waiting to get off the bus. We travelled from the reserve to town, so it was quite a commute. Nobody ever believed me. When I had my third child, a little girl, I just went nuts. I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't do anything— My abuser was in my dreams, hurting my daughter. So then I came out. I talked about it to counsellors. I got help in the white society. When I talked about it to the family, I got disowned for two years. I'd moved to town off the reserve, and some friends were phoning and talking about him doing this, him doing that, the bus driver, this uncle that molested me. I was trying not to get involved. I said, it's not my problem, but I got sick from it. I just couldn't handle it. Everybody in the reserve I've ever said things to, I tried to discuss sexual abuse, tried to discuss the violence. They'd say, it happened to me. It's going to happen to you. There's nothing you can do about it. It's going to continue. You can't stop it. I've heard this so many times in my life. I just could not comprehend it. I thought, no, not in my head. Why do you people just gossip about it? You have to do something. So I was the one who did it. Nobody else. I phoned the chief. I'm going to inform all those parents what their rights are if you don't get that bus driver out of there now. He did nothing. I threatened another time. I'm going to come down there and tell so-and-so everything I know about women's rights. Nope. Finally, I'm going to a lawyer. I sued the uncle, the bus driver. They hired him back the following year. My mom disowned me. That was really hurtful. That was my only family. It was devastating to be brought up to be this proud little Indian and then disowned. She wanted everything back, my Indian jewelry, my Indian shawl. I said, No, I have Indian kids to give them to. You gave them to me. They're mine. It was pretty harsh. Two years went by, and my family had a big Indian potlatch on the reserve. And, of course, I heard about it. My dad used to say, When it's our family, you don't have to be invited. So I went. My mom just hugged me, and that was kind of the end of it. Now when I go back, some of those children just love me. Their parents can't stand me. The children get it, though. That keeps me going. If I saved one kid, I don't care what anybody else thinks. One child's life is going to be better than mine. I've been homeless twice, with three children, with a spouse. I know all about being homeless. I'm not with my spouse now. It's still difficult with some issues, but it makes a world of difference in our emotional state. I've always had to just barely make it, even through nine years of ice hockey. How did I do that? My family grew up in... This little town, and my father was a hockey coach in his day. That helped. Also, my kids were such good players that some of the committees, the other hockey clubs, would pay for them to stay another year. So we did get a lot of assistance, but that doesn't mean they gave me gas or money to feed them on the weekends when they had to go out of town. That almost happened every weekend with three kids. It was hard. It feels good, though, that I accomplished that for them. There's never enough money. I only get $270 a month from welfare to live off all month. That has to pay my phone, my hydro, and our food. I have kids that eat. We're always out of milk. I'm always telling the kids that we have to go shopping today to buy necessities, milk, eggs, bread. Never mind the Band-Aids. My daughter won a first aid kit at a hockey tournament, so we had Band-Aids for a short while. They're never on my necessities list. And coffee? What does that taste like? I walk, I bus, I don't have a license. I'm just about 40 years old and never had a license, because I can't even afford that. THE MOST FRUSTRATING PART IS I COULD NEVER WATCH THE KIDS' HOCKEY GAMES OUT OF TOWN. I'D BE STUCK AT HOME ALONE, WONDERING IF THEY'RE WINNING AND HOW MUCH FUN THEY'RE HAVING. NOW ONE OF MY CHILDREN HAS STARTED WORKING. I CAN'T GET HIM TO WORK, AND THE BUSES ARE TOO LATE FOR HIS SHIFT, SO HE HAS TO WALK. IT'S DEVASTATING. I DON'T HAVE A TELEPHONE, BECAUSE I HAVE AN OUTSTANDING BILL. So I went and got more of an outstanding bill with this stupid cell phone. How am I going to get a job if I don't have a phone? I never eat because there's never enough food. I drink water and have fish sandwiches. My family fishes. I have to go to the reserve and prepare it. They give me the jars because I can't afford jars and lids and sealing. When I'm fortunate enough to go to the reserve to get the fish done, I eat that all the time. And onions. That's all I buy for myself, is a bag of onions. I have my jar of mayonnaise and fish sandwiches. I don't have my own room. I have a boy and a girl at home, so they can't share rooms. I have to sleep on the couch. I never seem to have a good rest. My things are piled into a box in a cubbyhole. "'all wrinkled and ugly. "'That really bugs me. "'I need my own space. "'I really need my own space. "'I'm always worried about hydro being cut off. "'My whole life it's been like that. "'I'm scared to cook or to do something too long. "'I just really watch it. "'My kids have supported us. "'My band gives the children incentive money.' Since grade one, I've been borrowing money from my oldest son to pay my bills and feed us, to get the phone back. Now he's probably scared to work and thinking, where's my money going to go? Do you know how that makes me feel? I would feel so much better to have an income, to sign my own check and be able to say, this is what you're allowed to spend this month and you deserve it. Because they're really good kids, considering what we've been through. I don't like handouts. I feel so much better when I work for it. Before I left the reserve, for three or four months I did work. Work, work, work. Anything I could do, I would do it. I don't know how many checks I piled up, but I bought a brand new vacuum cleaner for $300. I bought a car for $750, and I bought car insurance. And it felt good. All that was mine. I'm a pretty happy and easy-going person, but right now, I'm really angry. I don't like feeling like this. Some days, especially these days, I wake up feeling so bitter about this life. I've not accomplished anything. Ugh! When I'm alone, I feel so unworthy of anything. When I laugh a little too hard, I think, what am I doing? I'm so scared to have a little bit of happiness. I really am. I'm absolutely shocked I'm going to be turning 40 years old. I thought I'd be dead by now. All my life I used to think I'm only here because they get money for having me. Turning 40, that's one of the hardest things right now, with trying to change and get better. I have no idea what I want to do or be. I went to International Women's Day I didn't know there was such a thing, but I attended it last year. I never felt so much pride in being a woman until that day. Then I started learning a little bit here and there about self-care. I'm still not quite there completely, but I see that's what I need. I was so emotional that night. I remember thinking all I need is recognition. That would make a world of difference in my life. Our talk about food the other day really clicked in my mind yesterday. I kept thinking, Oh my goodness, no wonder I can't think and learn in all this. I never eat right. I had this big roast that my boyfriend cooked up and left in the fridge. This great big honkin' roast. So I cut it all up, nuked it in the oven, put what I had in the fridge that he'd also left, celery, broccoli and cauliflower. I just threw it all in a burrito with sour cream and salsa. After that, I felt so good. I read till eleven o'clock. I soaked it in. I was getting it. So I thought, holy! No wonder I've not been able to do stuff. I used to wear extra large sweatshirts, cover myself constantly didn't matter how hot I was, I was hiding myself. If I'm upset or really feeling insecure, I still do that, but I really try hard not to. At trade school in Horizons, they gave me dressy clothes, so now I've got nice dresses and some nice clothes to wear. Free hairdos, too. Never had hairdo. I really enjoy waking up in the morning and getting dressed up nice. It makes a whole difference to my well-being throughout that day. I've learned that I need to get a job in the morning hours. I want a routine. Shower, get dressed, go to work. That's real important to me, that it work out that way. I'm physically fit, but since my last child was born, I've had troubles. Got some kind of bad bleeding problem that goes on for months and months and months. It's been really bad these past four or six years. It doesn't stop. It's just constant, sore. That's why I'm scared to eat. The doctors don't seem to know. I'm sick and tired of going to them. They tell me nothing's wrong. Well, obviously, something's not right. I lived in Vancouver when I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, or whatever. My whole life, I think that's what's alive and so burning anger. We lost our language, and every other culture is out there yakking their language on public buses and on public streets. Oh, that used to burn me in Vancouver when I was young. I used to be so angry when I heard another nationality's voice in their own language. I think I still am. Then I have to be a Canadian citizen, and you're telling me I have to know French? I never felt discrimination until I had this ex in my life. The ex was paying attention to the kid's homework, I guess, and one day he took my kid to school in town. I went with him the following day. He was really, really angry. Well, when I walked into that school with this Indian, I felt it. "'Renting in Victoria as well. "'There was so much discrimination. "'They would give the place to me when he was working. "'I'd want to make sure that he would be comfortable with it, too, "'so I'd say, I'll be back at six o'clock. "'Then I'd bring my Indian husband. "'Bam! We don't have a place any more. hours ago I had it. "'No problem, no question. "'Then they see this Indian. "'He was in work clothes and everything.' My ex uses the kids. We have three together, and I always had the two. My daughter lived with him for a short while. But he's always claimed he's had all three children. He just uses them for their money. These kids get nothing. He's an alcoholic, a drug abuser. I'm always feeding them. When I moved here and went to the food bank, the lady was stunned that I even existed For two years, he'd been claiming he had three children. "'It's sad for the kids, these beautiful kids that he's ruining. "'I think my eldest is getting it. "'Actually, I think my other son is, too. "'He is very abusive to me, just like the dad has been. "'That's why he doesn't live with me. "'He's got a job. "'I'm so worried about him working.' "'because he's just going to have booze and more drugs and more bad things. "'But he's buying things. "'It's getting boring drinking,' he said. "'He had a girlfriend a couple of summers ago. "'I was always afraid he was going to hit her. "'One day we went walking, and he said something to the effect, "'When somebody hits me, is that abusive too?' "'This girl was abusing him, and he was walking away.' I burst into tears. Anybody who hits anybody is being abusive, and you could be charging her for that. I thank you so much for walking away. The real strong man is the one who walks away and does not hit, son. So now you are a man. For the future, I would like a couple of things. I would like a great, big, humongous house for the elders to live in, and a location in this home for a daycare facility. I remember my grandpa just loved kids, and he became a kid again. I always think that if you're a kid at heart, you're never going to grow old and wither away. So that's what the elders need. That would be one goal. Another thing I want to do is a Horizons for Men. The more I'm growing, the more avenues open up. I sure would like to see kids get help. I'm interested in healing people. I want to educate Indians about what their rights are and how to go about getting what they need. For myself, I want daily fulfillment, love, and happiness.